Hey there, friends. You're listening to Chatology with Angie Elkins, and today we're having conversations that matter. Hey, friends, I am so glad that you are here today. I've got a brand new episode for you. My new friend, Taylor Turkington, is joining me on the show. I just met her for the first time when I did this interview, and we got to talk about her brand new book, Trembling Faith, How a Distressed Prophet Helps Us Trust God in a Chaotic World. Guys, we've linked to it in the show notes, and I just want to encourage you, if you have ever been interested in maybe one of the lesser known books of the Bible called Habakkuk, this is a great book for you. This is going to be a great episode for you. We're going to give you a general layout of who Habakkuk was, maybe some things that we can learn from him. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you'd like to dive into a really short book called Habakkuk, it's only three chapters in the Bible, and you could read it several times in a week. And then just pick up a copy of Trembling Faith to read alongside it. I think this could be a great addition to whatever you're studying right now in the Bible. Or maybe you just take a break from whatever you're doing and try this for a little bit and see what you can learn. So, guys, I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. Before we jump in, I want to tell you about one of my new favorite things. Now, I am totally late to the party when it comes to ordering groceries online. I have friends that have been ordering their groceries online way before COVID. And to be honest, I never even did it during COVID. So I kind of enjoy going to the grocery store, but I'm going to tell you, I signed up for Instacart this year and I have absolutely loved it. One of the things I love about Instacart is that you can sign up for $99 a year and you can get groceries delivered from any grocery store, Target, Walmart, wherever you shop. So It's different than if you just sign up for one specific grocery store delivery. That's one of the reasons I have absolutely loved it. Also, recently I had a friend who was going through a hard time. And so some friends and I got together and sent her an Instacart gift card so she could order her groceries. Not something she would ever do on her own. But we were able to give her that luxury of ordering her groceries. So I just wanted to tell you about it because I love it. And I also want you to know that if you want to try Instacart, there is a link in the show notes where you can try it and get $10 off if you use my link. Okay, just wanted to make sure you knew about that. Now, let's get back to Habakkuk and what we were talking about. Here is my new friend, Taylor Tarkington. Taylor Tarkington, welcome to Chatology. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Angie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled that you are here. I'm excited to talk about your book that has just come out. It's all about Habakkuk. So I'm so excited we're going to talk about it today. Now, there are some people listening right now that are thinking, Habakkuk, for real, why do I need to listen to this episode (laughs) about Habakkuk? Yes. Well, you know, there have been many times in my life, if I drew you like the story of my life and there'd be these down points where I go down into a valley and there'd be a little dot there and that dot would say the times that I ended up in Habakkuk. Because over and over again in my life, when life has gotten really, really unpredictable and hard and gut-wrenching, that is when God has comforted me through the book of Habakkuk. Mm. And so even as we think about like, do I even need to learn about Habakkuk? I would say, yes, this is one of those places where God speaks to us when everything feels out of control. Mm. That's so amazing, isn't it? Like when you think of the way that God's word was written, when it was written, who it was actually written to back then, and then how it still speaks to us today. It is, 
it is just another one of the miracles, I think, of the way God word, God's word works. Don't you agree? Yes. Oh, my, so true. And sometimes we like read it and we think, oh, how does this going to apply to me now? But then later, maybe even years later, weeks later, a month later, and we realize this is exactly what I need. But at the time, we wouldn't realize that what we were digesting and learning about who God is and who we are was exactly what was going to hold us up when the ground felt shaky later on. Yeah, that's so good. I pulled up this quote because I really loved this. Um, I think this is from the introduction. It says, Habakkuk models how to speak to God when life is agonizing. He teaches us a way to face the corruption around us without sticking our heads in the sand, becoming so angry we explode or so depressed we wither. It's a way of faith, faith like that, which made Abram upright before God, even when he couldn't see how the promises would be realized. Faith that brings perseverance, faith that leads to real full life, faith that isn't cliche, but resilient and gritty faith that sees what God is doing on the horizon today. And I thought, Mm -hmm. man, I want to read that book. I want to read that book. And that book is Habakkuk. Yes, that's so true. That's right. I wrote the book, Trembling Faith, about Habakkuk, kind of following Habakkuk's journey. Because what I love about him is that he comes to God with all of these emotions. Sometimes mm-hmm. when we see the world being really broken, we're like, well, what? okay, so if I see the world broken, then what do I do? Mm-hmm. And Habakkuk shows us what to do with all of that strong emotion and anger, and even just confusion of what is going on right now, God, and, and what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. That's really good. Will you talk me through when you approach a book in the Bible like Habakkuk and you're reading through it? And as you mentioned, you've read through it several of the low points of your life. You've faced and read through Habakkuk and it's it's helped you get through those things just by seeing his reaction, how he processed hard things. But when you approach a book of the Bible like that, how do you approach it rightly so that you know, I'm not just applying my you know, 21st century Western lens to this and getting what I need out of it. But how do I know exactly what God meant at the time and then rightly interpret that? That's such a great question, Andy. And so one of the first things we want to do is think about context. And so as we think about the context of what's happening in Habakkuk's day, the historical context, and in Habakkuk's day, he's probably living under the time of King Jehoiakim, an evil king in the time of of the prophets and and realizing that he's probably also lived earlier in his life under King Josiah, who is that young king who found the Bible in the temple and like this revival happened. And then after him, his sons rule and it just goes terribly. And now this evil King Jehoiakim is enslaving the people and he's oppressing them and pulling out the taxes and people are worshiping gods of Egypt because they think it's socially a better idea. Like it's just bad, bad, bad. People are being taken a, a taking advantage of and mistreated. And so you can take some of these context things and recognize, okay, like the brokenness that Habakkuk lived in, we live in that brokenness still today, Mm. right? So some of the things that upset Habakkuk about injustice or heartbreak, or even just like angry, like, God, what are you doing? Some of the first verses that Habakkuk says, sometimes you read them and you're like, I can't believe this is in the Bible. (laughs) It sounds like he's accusing God. Like, how long do I have to call for help and you don't do anything? Like, that's what he's saying. And so it's appropriate for us to be able to understand his context and then ours. And then because it's poetry, we read it like poetry. So we pay attention to the imagery and know that there's like he's using word pictures here. Mm -hmm. And then 
we ask really good questions, interpretation questions. This is something that I do for work right now. I lead Bible equipping. So we like train women and thinking through good questions to be asking. So we ask questions about what he's trying to say and what that means. And then we also read it in community, right? Sometimes we read this stuff and we get verses where like, what does that mean? Even even in this first con- this conversation with God, which is what Habakkuk has, right? He has this, he starts talking and then God responds and, and it's a back and forth. And sometimes in some of these places, as God responds, you're like, what is God saying? And so we read it with maybe a study Bible. We read it with other people that walk with us at church. We read it with people who followed Jesus thousands of years ago and have written mm. about it. It's so good. I love that. I mean, it just makes, like when I hear you process it that way, I, it makes me feel like I can approach the Bible and yes. be confident in that. You know, yep. I can approach it Absolutely. that way. I think that's yeah. so great. Okay. I wanted to ask you about... Um, you talk about how God works in patterns. So can you explain a little bit more what you mean by that? So did God work in certain patterns in Habakkuk's life that he's still working in today? Yes, I think that God really does work in patterns. Um, and I think it's one of the ways that Habakkuk trusts God, because if you mm. follow through this journey of Habakkuk, right, it starts with this conversation with God back and forth. He calls out to the Lord, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. And God says, I actually am. I'm actually bringing the discipline that I said I would. Habakkuk responds, what? This isn't what I wanted. And God says, the way forward is a way of faith. If you tell Habakkuk this way of faith and God gives Habakkuk a song reminding him of his justice. And then we get to chapter three, where I think Habakkuk is really going to remind us that God works in patterns. Chapter three of Habakkuk is a song. It's, it's, it's a psalm, literally, that he wrote for everyone to sing together as they wait for some things to get worse rather than better. Mm. And I would say it's a song for everyone who's prayed a prayer and then they didn't get what they wanted. Instead, God said, no, I'm going to say no. I'm going to do something else, mm. but I'm still faithful to you. And so here's this song of like, okay, how do we walk in faith when we didn't get what we wanted? And it's this song is, it begins with asking the Lord, say, telling the Lord, I've heard the report about you. Chapter three, verse two, I stand in awe of your deeds, God. He's remembering what God's done. And then you move into verse three and he begins this like fantasy language as he hmm. there's this description of the powerful God. And actually he's describing what God did when he came out of the Exodus. Hmm. He's saying like, look, God is a God. He came out of Egypt and brought his people along. It talks about how the, the mountains tremble, like at Mount Sinai, it talks about plagues and pestilence, it talks about lightning and thunder, all these powerful terms of God. And what Habakkuk is doing is that he's reminding us, Mm. That the exodus and the salvation that God did of his people back then is a paradigm for us. That when we mm. face chaos and consequences for our sin, just like Habakkuk, he's pointing them back to the God who redeems and provides for them. Because that's what he did then in Egypt, and he does it again. That's what It's like the whispering to them. This is yeah. the pattern that God does. And we have seen mm. that too, right? Like we've seen it in Jesus. Like yeah. even when we see chaos around us, we say, look, God is the God who redeems and who provides for us. We know he did it back then in Jesus. And we look to the future even now as things around us are a mess. And maybe we know it's going to get worse before it gets better. And we Mm. say, look, he's done it before. He's redeemed and provided before. He's going to do it again. And we're like walking along this road, following him and the way that he works in patterns. Taylor, have you seen a moment in your life where you've seen this pattern play out? Oh, that's such a great question, Angie. 
Um, I think that there was a time in my life. I just moved back from Croatia. I write a little bit about my living in Croatia and the the book Trembling Faith. And then I just moved back and my leg began to ache. And I was mm. like, this is strange. And I like kept walking on it. And I went to the doctor and they're like, oh, you probably just pulled a muscle. It goes on and on. And finally, like my, I get up, wake up one morning, I can't walk and my leg is purple. And my roommate is like, we are going to the doctor again. So we get into to the ER. The doctor again dismisses us, tries to send me home. And my really stubborn roommate is like, no, we're not leaving until you run some tests, which is like, praise the Lord for stubborn roommates, like so yeah. grateful. And I had a huge blood clot that started in the middle of my thigh up through my hip and into my abdomen because I had a blood clotting disorder that I didn't know I had. And the, I could have easily lost my leg if I'd still been living in Croatia. I very likely would have. Wow. But so we get moved into the hospital room. We're talking about experimental surgeries. You know, we move through, we save my leg. But then we're even like thinking through, okay, well, now what? Right. Like, there's going to be testing and there's going to be consistent health care that I need to be doing. It's going to change the trajectory of my life mm-hmm. as I think about my plans because it, it cha- impacted where I could live and where I couldn't live. And as someone who'd been on the mission field and was planning to go back, like it changed things, yeah. it changed plans for family and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, God, what what are you doing? I remember crying and reading Habakkuk in the hospital room, you know, being like, what is going on, God? And having to remember, wait, God is one who redeems pain mm-hmm. and brokenness and chaos. And he is one who provides. That his bigger plan of taking the world someplace wonderful and just and right one day is what I need to see. It's like Habakkuk leads us up to the top of the mountain where we can see higher, mm-hmm. right? Do so we see the bigger picture? And that's what I felt like he did even in that hospital room as I'm like, okay, what, what is the bigger picture here? And it's bigger than my plans and my desires and that God is going to redeem it in this. So I and love did. that you said Habakkuk, Habakkuk leads us to remember what, what God has done in the past, because remembering is such a huge part of it, right? A, a huge right. part of our faith. And I mean, there are so many stories where God tells the people of Israel, remember, remember, remember what I've done in order to build their faith for the future. And I, sometimes I think that's, that feels like the only thing I can do right now. Like, I don't know yeah. what else I can do, yeah. but I know I can remember how he's come through before and just believe that he will do it again. But there's somebody listening right now who's thinking, okay, I, I have questioned God like Habakkuk. I have felt like I've been maybe irreverent at some moments where I, I don't, I, I didn't want to, but that's just how I was honestly feeling. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they really want to walk forward in faith. So give us some practical ways we can do that. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And you know, what? I would say that we don't need to have shame about being honest with God. Mm-hmm. Like, Habakkuk is intensely honest with God about how right. he feels. And so I want to say, get rid of that shame right now. God is like, we know that he knows we're needy. And he says, bring it to Habakkuk. There's no yeah. hint here. that God shames Habakkuk as he brings all of it to the Lord. Even when he disagrees with God, he's like, I don't like what you're doing. And the Lord hears him and welcomes this prophet, welcomes us in. So even now, as we think about it, what does it look forward to like take these steps of faith? I think um, we see Habakkuk knowing who he is, who he is, and this idea of what that means for his life. So in Habakkuk 2.4 is the center of the whole book. And God says, in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of the things that you see around you, the righteous one will live by his faith. Mm. And that's not like a cheesy, naive, like, pull yourself up by your bootstrap, just believe it till you feel better. But 
a gritty, real faith, saying you belong to God. You're the righteous who belong to him. You belong to him through a relationship with Jesus for us. And therefore, the way forward is faith. The way forward is faithfulness. If we were going to read the Hebrew more clearly, mm. faith and faithfulness. It's both of these together. A loyalty lived out before mm. God. This is the way you survive, Habakkuk, when things are going to get harder before they get better. And then the second thing I would say is to, to remember that God works. That's what we were just talking about. Because that's something that God reminds Habakkuk again, is that even when you don't see that he's doing something, he is. And even if we don't always see the fullness of it in our lifetime, we'll see one day exactly what he was doing mm-hmm. and the ways that he's going to make all things right in the end. And the third thing I would say is that living by faith means this choice of hope and and even crazily joy sometimes. Mm-hmm. That there's this understanding that grief and joy can coexist. The, the very end of Habakkuk is maybe the most famous verses in here. And it talks about this idea where Habakkuk is, He's already been talking about his tears and his fear and all this stuff. And from those emotions, he moves into Habakkuk 3.17. And he says, So the fig tree does not bud, so there's no fruit on the vine, so the olive crop fails and goes on, there's no fields, there's no herd. All of this is gone. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. Hmm. I will celebrate in the God of my salvation. That somehow he can say that even if I lose all of this, I don't lose God. So I can actually believe that I have the most, the deepest thing that I need. And that doesn't mean that we just like hashtag blessed, pretend that we're right. doing fine. But but it means that there's something deeper that we can hold on to in the midst of it all. I think that's such a great reminder because we often fear losing, you know, the things in this world that can be lost. Right. The thing we probably should fear the most is that we would lose God's presence, right? But what, we don't have to fear that. That's that's yeah. the that's the most beautiful part of this whole life is that even though it could get hard and and it does get hard, um, God has promised He is with us and will walk with us through it, and that's the most beautiful part of it. And I feel like that's where we can find the hope. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Like that. We don't have to worry about him leaving us. And the, mm-hmm. actually the last verse I didn't read is that says the Lord, my Lord is my strength. He makes mm-hmm. my feet like those of the deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. And Habakkuk is quoting David because David wrote that earlier in a Psalm. And it's as if he's saying like, you are the strength of David. So you're going to be the strength for me. And we can say that mm-hmm. too. Like you, we've seen the way that you've been the strength for other people in the scriptures. And the other believers in my life, I've seen you do that for them. Lord, I believe you can do that for me. You can make me stand way up high where I can see the view of what you're doing. Have you read Hind's Feet in High Places? No, but I have heard wonderful things about it. Yeah, I read it a long time ago. But every time I hear that verse, I think about that book. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, My friend Stacey Thacker, that that verse that you just read is her verse for the year. And... um, she talks about that a lot and Habakkuk a lot, but, um, anyway, that's so great. I love that. So tell me who you've actually had in mind when you were, when you were writing your book, Trembling Faith. Yeah. So when I was writing Trembling Faith, I was thinking about believers who wanted to know their Bible. Well, that was one of the things I was thinking yeah. about because we sometimes skip over the minor prophets and we might read them through a Bible read through sometimes, mm-hmm. but they tend to still have the gold on the edges of the pages, right? Because we just <laughs> kind of move through and and there's God has given us the entire Bible for us, and there's actually a lot of really, really good 
stuff that changes our hearts and our lives in here. Mm-hmm. But, and I was also thinking about people who are paying attention to the world, yeah. who read the news and see earthquakes and hearts are broken mm-hmm. or see wars that are happening or children that don't have what they need. And we say, what is going on, God? Mm. Or maybe we ourselves are struggling under mistreatment. People are taking advantage of us and there's nothing that we can do. Like, whether we even, or we look in the news stories and we see leaders who we were supposed to trust and then stuff comes out that they were manipulating or harming. And that's a lot of the context of what was happening in the times of Habakkuk. And so we need to know how do we live? How do we pray in the midst of a world like that? And Habakkuk says, like, we live by a trembling face and a deaf God who is still working. Taylor, I would love to hear what you're working on right now. I know that the book writing process is actually your process has been done for a, quite a while. And now you're just in the promotion phase. But tell me what you've been working on and what you're looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Angie, you know, I also get to lead Bible Equipping, which is an organization that helps women study and teach the Bible. So we've been having events recently that have been really fun where we come into a church for a weekend and we talk about how do we study well and how do we teach it well. We kind of come in with two tracks. A team of women come with me and we take these two different sections. Some women who maybe are entry level reading the Bible and then others who've been reading it for years and are thinking about how do I teach Mm. it to other people. And it's such like a sacred moment to, to come in and teach people to read the Bible or even um, help further equip women who are doing this work throughout their community, helping other people know about Jesus and how to know him better. So we've been doing lots of that. And then I also have these cohorts for women Bible teachers where we gather on Zoom, women from all over North America. We spend a handful of weeks together thinking like, how do we teach the Bible better? How do we how do mm. we serve people the word better? Like we're laying it on a plate and we're offering it to say, here, this mm. is the best food for us to eat. That is so fun. I can imagine there might be a woman listening who teaches the Bible and would love to get in on those cohorts. So how do they find out more? Yeah, so you can find out more at BibleQuipping.org. And we have a section on there for cohorts and for our events. And there's actually a webpage on there for Trembling Faith. You can also find it by just going to TremblingFaith.org. Come And on there, it has these videos and even a discussion guide that I think would really help with us thinking through, okay, so how do I talk about Habakkuk with other people? Or how would I do a Bible study on Habakkuk? Mm. I think this is so fun. And I have loved talking to you today about a lesser known book of the Bible, Habakkuk. I think it's really an interesting book to dive into. It's one of the minor prophets, which minor does not mean not important. (laughs) It means smaller than the major prophets. Mm -hmm. That's all. Tell me what about the minor prophets. Yes. So the minor prophets are this book of 12. We think we call them the book of the 12 often. Mm. There's these 12 smaller books that are stitched together very intentionally. And they all actually kind of flow through in a story. And they're calling God's people to repentance, to listen to him, to do what's right, Mm. and then to actually receive the consequences of whether disobedience and go into the exile and return. And then this hope of something new, this, this something better that they, they can't pull off themselves. And then finally the coming of Christ. And so much 
much of it points us to this hope of the greater one that's going to come and fix this brokenness that we see so clearly. And and even like the justice of God that demands something to be done. Mm. So I've been working in Habakkuk. I have another book I'm working on right now in Zephaniah, um, okay. another book in the Minor Prophets. But these are, these are really important, even though we call them minor, they're not less mm. important to us. And sometimes though they are, have these, this history history that we're not mm. very familiar with. And so it's hard mm. to just step right into them without reading a little bit beforehand. It's also in poetry. Some of us feel great about poetry. Other of us get nervous with all the imagery. And, and they're also ones that talk very overtly about the character of God as one who's going to bring judgment because he's righteous. And I think mm. sometimes we need to, to remember that. And it's helpful yeah. for us, even in a broken world, to know this is our God and this is, this is the good God who also came in Christ. That's so great. I think Trembling Faith is the perfect companion to reading Habakkuk. And, you know, one of my favorite ways to read the Bible is just to repeat, read it repetitively. Mm-hmm. So Habakkuk is a great book to do that with because it's so short, only three chapters. You can read yes. it multiple times, you know, once a day for a while and maybe read Trembling Faith alongside of it and then um, get to know Habakkuk a little bit and what his life was like, what he was doing and why it benefits us today. And so I think this has been a really interesting conversation. I've learned a lot. So thank you, Taylor. Oh, I'm so glad to have been here, Angie. And I, that's my hope, my prayer that we would like read the Bible and love it and love our God better. And that trembling faith would serve us as we do it. Yeah, that's great. Chatology is a production of Lifeway, produced and edited by Lainey Thomas. Amazing original music by the maestro himself, Robert Elkins. I'm your host, Angie, and I want to remind you, share Chatology with your friends and family and start a conversation that matters.